This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Speak to a chief information security officer at any level of government, and they generally agree that among their priorities is developing a risk management framework to improve computer security. Recently, the Department of Commerce that oversees the National Institute of Standards and Technologies awarded gold medals to six NIST computer scientists for the work they performed in designing, developing, and disseminating a risk management framework. Hello, I'm Eric Chabra of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking again with one of the gold medal recipients, Ron Ross. Ron is a senior computer scientist who heads NIST FISMA Compliance Project and is principal architect of NIST Risk Management Framework. Welcome back, Ron, and congratulations on the gold medal. Well, thank you very much, Eric. It's great to be back with you, and it's uh, it's a great honor to receive the gold medal award from the Department of Commerce, and uh, we continue to try to work hard uh, on behalf of our customers. Simply, what is a risk management framework? Well, the risk management framework was actually a model that NIST proposed uh, going back to 2004-2005 timeframe. It was really an outgrowth of the Federal Information Security Management Act, where NIST was given responsibility for developing the implementing security standards and guidelines for the federal government so our federal agencies could demonstrate compliance to the legislation and also build effective information security programs and manage risk within their organizations. And so the framework was a simple six-step process that we established and we defined to help organizations kind of define how they select their controls, how they go about assessing those controls to see if they're effective, and then really reaching some kind of an authorization or risk-based decision on whether their information systems are good enough to go and support the operations, the core missions that the organizations are carrying out. Then again, the final step, which is getting a lot of publicity today, is that of continuous monitoring, where we're trying to ensure that in a world uh, today that moves very rapidly with the advanced persistent threats and things that really can do great damage to our, our federal organizations through their information systems, we're able to monitor the security state over time and manage risk over time in a world that can be very dangerous. Risk management has been around for a few years, but when I speak with chief information security officers, such as those from the financially strapped states, they say they're just initiating these risk management frameworks. Why do you think that risk management is gaining more attention now? Well, I think that there's a a greater understanding on behalf of both organizations in the public and the private sectors of the severity of the cyber attacks today that are occurring that can either have the potential to bring down a key capability of these organizations or exfiltrate information where information could be intellectual property. Anything that is of value to organizations can be stolen from these systems with the implantation of malware. So I think there's a greater realization of the threats that are out there, and organizations are trying to do the best they can to apply a cost-effective risk reduction regimen, which includes the application of security controls and how you pick those controls and and which ones are, are more effective against certain types of threats. All of that really demands some kind of an organized framework so you can assist your decision makers in making the right decisions in an environment where resources can be fairly scarce within all organizations today. Can you go a little bit more into that? Because that is something I hear from these state CISOs and others about the synergy between effective risk management and smart spending of limited dollars or IT security. 
The key to all of the security work that we do, it all rests on protecting the organization's missions, their core missions and business operations. That's the real reason we do security, is to protect those missions, to make sure we can have mission success and the business can go on, And whether it's in e-commerce or whether it's protecting a key federal operation. And with limited dollars, you have to make sure that you get the best investment that you possibly can. And so the risk framework provides an approach, a methodology, if you will, a discipline methodology to go through and examine what are the threats out there and what types of things may cause damage to your organizations? We have a very large and robust catalog of security controls in our special publication 800-53 and help organizations determine which controls should I apply, which ones are most effective, and how can we get the the best bang for our buck? That really, to me, is what the risk management framework does best and help decision makers come to good, credible risk-based decisions on how they should protect their organizations. Let's talk about those decision makers because when I talk to CISOs, one of the things they tell me when they pursue their risk management initiatives is to get more participation on on IT security from the business leaders, departments, secretaries, or agency directors. How does a risk management framework involve non-IT leaders in IT security decision making, and why is that important? That's going to be one of the topics that we continue to address is the involvement of senior leadership in the risk management decision-making process. Senior leaders are managing risk all the time. Managing risk with regard to information systems and security sometimes doesn't go to the highest levels, and that's why the risk framework is a way to get senior leaders involved early in the process because a lot of the things that you want to do, whether it's the wise use of technology as you build out your enterprise architecture or you deploy certain security controls to various systems or the environments of operation where those systems operate in the enterprise, those investments have to be very carefully considered. And in order for the organization to make good, credible risk-based decisions and invest dollars wisely, it really does take the involvement of, of everyone up the chain of command, especially with today's advanced persistent threats that have the ability through some well-placed malware to really bring down an entire organization's operations with some well-placed malwares. I think the realization of this by senior leaders now has energized them and gotten them involved in the process of managing risk, in addition to having a very capable security staff and, and, and folks that can support them in that process. You mentioned one of the important things about risk management framework is the move toward continuous monitoring of IT systems. How does the framework deal with continuous monitoring? Well, continuous monitoring has been a very hot topic, as you are aware. It's It's been the subject of um, both OMB and the federal agencies have been trying to implement continuous monitoring programs. It's an important part of the risk framework, not just at the information system level, but continuous monitoring also has a role at the organization's governance level and the level where organizations actually build out their mission and business processes. So these are the activities that take place that allow organizations to carry out their core missions and business functions. In a world today where we have advanced persistent threats and the operations tempo of the adversaries is on the order of minutes or hours, and they're constantly thinking up new ways to do damage to our systems, we really have to have processes and procedures in place, many times supported by automated tools that allow us to understand what is the security state of my system, not just every three years, but sometimes down to a period of hours. That understanding of the security state of your systems helps us continue to make good risk-based decisions. So the risk acceptance that we had yesterday when that system was authorized may not be the same risk that's out there today based upon the new threats, some additional vulnerabilities that may emerge. 
the likelihood that those threats can exploit the vulnerabilities, and the ultimate impact on the missions and business operations of the enterprise. So continuous monitoring is our attempt to kind of stay in this rapid cycle so we can have the best knowledge and information to continue to make good risk-based decisions. Implementing a risk management framework can seem daunting. What are some initial steps an organization should take that won't make the process seem so overwhelming? Well, I think we try in the risk framework to be very thorough and comprehensive in the process. We certainly have a very large and rich control catalog that they have security controls that cover uh, management, operational, and technical controls. The key element here is understanding what controls are really necessary to protect the organization's core missions and business operations. And, of course, NIST tries to help a little bit by providing Initial recommendations, we call them baselines of controls. These are starting sets of controls that we recommend you take a look at first. And then the process of the risk framework allows organizations to go through and specifically tailor controls so they fit the specific missions and operations of the organization. But I think the other key component today is getting a good threat briefing and understanding where the current threats are within the space that the organization is dealing in and then be able to take a look at those threats in the context of what the organization looks like with regard to their information technology and their current set of vulnerabilities. And I think that's the part that would be the most difficult, managing the threats and vulnerabilities to make decisions about whether I deploy additional controls and, if so, how many of those controls do I deploy? Well, thanks, Ron. Oh, thank, thank you, Eric, and have a great holiday. Okay, thank you. You too. I've been chatting with Ron Ross of the National Institute of Standards and Technologies about the risk management framework. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.